Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element, man. You gave me my one of my movies. This is like... <laughs> I love this fucking movie, bro. I, I'm not even gonna... I, I'm actually kind of surprised, but not at the same time. Well, first of all, you know how much I love B-Willie, bro. Like, right. You just know this. And... I love this almost because, like, dude, this is like one of the. This is a movie that you would he would never do. You know what I mean? Today, no. Well, I mean, even for that time, like when he was, I feel like he made this when he was still relatively at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was definitely. Yeah. Um, it's like fucking Die Hard in space. I love it, dude. Like. This is, I watch, you know what I realized watching this last time? What, what is she doing? Nothing. My wife is texting me, mocking me because I, she can hear me in the other room. And she's like, welcome back to War with Cinema. This is your host, Greg. Like, she's literally just texting me the, the fucking podcast. So, uh, shout out to Kidger. She's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. My fucking wife is, gives me a hard time. Ashley does that shit to me too. Hey, everybody's part of the collector. <laughs> she wrote she wrote it in text of I'm part of the collector, but she did like uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. <laughs> she's like taking shots to that right. shit. Like she's just waiting for it. Like on cue, on cue. <laughs> That's good. Um, but anyway, Fifth Element. So uh, when did you see this movie? Okay, First man. Movie? Uh, my dad took me to see this in theaters, man, because I love Die Hard at 10. Mm-hmm. And anything with Bruce Willis in it, I watched. Uh, Last Boy Scout, we had that bitch on VHS. Um, I'm surprised that was one I didn't see in childhood. Really? Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, we've even done the review on it. But uh, Last Man Standing, I saw that movie young. I love that movie. Like that's probably that and you know, Die Hard and the one he did with Haley Joel Osment. Oh, uh, six. Mercury cents. Rising. No, <laughs> not the Sixth Sense. You know what? I'm sorry. You're right. That is Sixth Sense. This is a different kid, I think. Oh, okay. But he looked kind of like him. Right. But anyways, that kid has autism, and like he witnessed a murder or some shit or knows a pattern or whatever, and Bruce Willis is like a down-on-his-luck cop, and like he's like the only person left to like keep this fucking kid alive oh, so they I can see. like solve the case. Yeah, I didn't see that It's one. a really good movie. I like it. Um, But yeah, like I saw all these around the same time period. Yeah, because you fucking loved Bruce Willis. Yeah, and I just you know what I I liked Bruce Willis, but I didn't like seek his movies out. It's like oh that movie's in it and that guy's in it, so let's watch it. It's one of those times that I feel like it was more like just an echo of because that was one my dad loved because my dad loved Bruce Willis too, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's surprising how many of his movies I saw in theaters like when they came out. Yeah. Even Hudson Hawk, like, you know, That's I know I, I know it hasn't aged well and all that. And but oh, my dad, there are people that fucking love that movie, yeah. I found out. But my dad it was is one of those fucking people. Like, uh he when he showed me this movie, like he was more excited to show me Hudson Hawk than he was to show me a diehard movie. Like, that's how much he loved Hudson Hawk. He was oh, like, wow. This movie's funny as shit. Watch this. <laughs> He loved the fucking candy bars, man. The CIA people, he yeah. loved that shit. Like, he's like, what's this big motherfucker named Butterfinger? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like I said, this is another, like, it's not a nostalgia, but it's a nostalgia movie because like, I still love it now as an adult. Yeah. I fucking think it's aged like wine. Like this, if like, if you didn't see this movie and I gave it to you, I think you would still love it. Like, yeah. it's that kind of movie. Well, I mean, it's just, like, little nuances you pick up. First of all, Gary Oldman, 
is the the best villain of all time. The, yeah, doesn't matter what movie it is. If he is the fucking bad guy, that shit goes hard. Mm-hmm. And 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 he fucking nails he can it even out. put on a fucking like hick country Dude. accent in a fucking sci fi movie, and it fucking works. Dude, and you know what's crazy is he goes back and forth in it because some of it he's got the country shit, and then the others it almost sounds like he sounds like a. Like like he's talking all with his front teeth, yeah. Like a Jimmy Stewart type right. of shit. Like it's so good, man. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking hair, and he's got the robotic limp. This guy's a fucking quadrillionaire in the future. Has all more money than God. Literally owns everything, and he's still got a fucking magnetic, like a robotic limp. Like <laughs> I could see him being like, I need this like plastic thing on the side of my head. I like, need, like a for? satellite dish hooked around the back. <laughs> yeah. And I and I gotta sound like I'm from old Alabama, or I can't do it, guys. Yeah. I can't do it. I have to be able. <laughs> to feel this character the way I see it. And Luke Besson, man, like I think this is his like first fucking movie, dude. This was a movie he wrote when he was 16. Did you know that? That is fucking even more insane. Like Yeah, he wrote the movie when he was in high school and it didn't get uh made until he was like 38. <laughs> and I mean his wife, Mila Djokovic, so sexy. She's stars in this. I think this is like one of the first movies I ever saw her in. Yeah, I think it was she, mine too. She kills it. Um, but yeah, like I love this movie. It's an absolute banger. Yeah. This is one of those movies. Like my dad had a few movies that he would watch on repeat or we would rent all the time. I don't remember if we had it or he just got it from blockbuster a lot, but I just remember this movie always being on. Right. And I fucking love this movie. Like as a kid, this is like the perfect action movie for a kid. Oh, it really is. Like, uh, I was thinking it's kind of like star Wars, but kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like a, I don't want to say it's not kid friendly, but it's not like it's PG real. It's not real bad though. You know what it, I'm saying? You get like, a titty. That's it. Yeah, I'm saying like you could still show this to to teens. You know what I'm saying? Twelve, yeah. to fifteen, or whatever. But I don't know. It's just a fun like swashbuckling adventure type thing, man. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Tucker is gold in this fucking movie. I was watching it today. This might be like my second favorite movie he's in, man. Swashbuckling means pirates. There's no pirates in this movie. Is it really swashbuckling means pirates? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, that's why I said swashbuckling in the crawl review because they like fight with swords and shit. It has that like they're not pirates, but they have that whatever. But mm. yeah. okay, we'll retract swashbuckling <laughs> yeah. and replace it with another adjective that's yeah, yeah. similar. Okay, to this. a space epic. There you go. There you go. Or uh, yeah, it's like it's like cool. It's like an edgier Star Wars, or like if like a galaxy far, far away didn't go right. Actually, it's kind of a nice little fucked up future that we probably have coming because he's like, all oh, the buildings are way up here. And oh, like, yeah. Make it through the fog. We'll live like and that's where all the poor people live, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Or like that's the old earth. that's all fucking polluted out. And we can't stay there anymore. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, giant fucking McDonald's. Everybody lives in a fucking closet that the shower and the bed and everything just comes out of a wall. Shit. I'm sure they have that shit somewhere here. Now oh, I'm sure people in Japan and China and shit are living right. just like that right now. Like <laughs> they pack them people in there. They do. Um, just the sure size of the, like of the population. Like it's, I just can only imagine what a one building. Yeah. They are stacked apart- on top of each apartment other. Apartment building in China. <laughs> probably what, how many people they have in there would be. Yeah. The they can, they can, Hold their arms out and touch each side of their wall. Oh, that's how small their apartments are. I would be claustrophobic as a Yeah, that's too much. I can't do it. I would be a bum. Like, I'd have to live outside. Yeah, right? I'd be a stray. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I I love the look of the movie. It's got a very cool soundtrack. Like it's just, I just remember thinking back then how cool it was, and like st- like I said, I watched it yesterday, and I still just like it's so fucking cool. Man. Yeah, like, same. You know, uh, the music was really good. It has that one opera, you know, oh iconic scene that everyone remembers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that lady kills it. I don't know who she is in real life, but like, she kills it. <laughs> There's actually a um I don't remember her name but there is a Chinese slash Japanese Asian woman mm-hmm. that sings that song and almost hits it besides those like um techno parts she's that are obviously with the dancing while she's singing it man yeah right she's she's and then she had all that shit inside of her too which is even more fantastic <laughs> like um I love the the mongrels or whatever they're called the like um, the bad the, guys yeah well they're part of the bad they're the minion type bad yeah, yeah, guys yeah. but. Um, that's still that's still a great scene. They're the scene. pirates. Yeah, pretty much. They're the space pirates. Mm-hmm. So it is swashbuckling, <laughs> space buckling. They're ah. not using swords and shit. They're shooting each other. A real killer. <laughs> Want to check for that little red button at the bottom? Yeah, that's a good scene. Um, I, mean, I don't want to jump around anymore. Corbin Dallas, former military hero, down on his luck. Now he's a fucking cab driver and moonlights as like a bootlegger for this guy named Finger. Who I'm assuming they serve together or whatnot, but he's like the shady figure. You never even see what this fucking guy looks like. Yeah, he's only on the phone call. But um So yeah, he's like, How many how many points you got left on your license? He's like fifty. He's like, you need to get better at lying. <laughs> he keeps calling a major and, and then it shows uh, you know, his medals and stuff like that. And he's then we decorated, get decorated, yeah. Right. And we get like a little peek into how like what kind of person he is because uh, in the future, everybody has a security camera on their door because I would imagine people are on tough times. They'll just rob you. So he goes to open up the front door to leave to go to his work and psh, dudes there and they're robbing with like this futuristic shotgun. And this fucking silly hat that, you know, you're supposed to hold against the, the peephole because it makes peep- it shows that it's like, it's like the size of the screen. Mm-hmm. So it makes it look like the hallway is empty, but I'm really out here with this big old gun. That guy was great. It was such a small role, but He's I like, loved oh, that character. the fuck out oh, on like yeah. new age meth and shit. <laughs> right. He's like, give me the money, man. <laughs> that shit was good. You know, you got to Gotta hit that little yellow button to load it. You want me to help? (laughs) (laughs) He finally gets a hit and then he hears it a lot or like hears it like power down. (laughs) Space gat to the side. Love it. That's a very dangerous gun. And then he hits a button and then the thing comes down and it's just full of guns that he's taken off people that have tried to rob him. Right. And it just it's a good thing because it shows you that like he's still a good guy, even though like he's had some tough luck and, and then he gets into the cab. It's showing he's not a person to fuck with. Like that too. You know, even though he drives a cab, he's still a fucking badass. Yeah, I've like, killed more people than you know. Yeah. Um and uh it cuts back to uh the first opening scene is cool too, uh with the with the the machines. Like the robot people, the guardians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did skip over you, that. Yeah, you do. It's a really cool shot. And like, I remember the first time I watched the movie, I was just like, "What the fuck? Where's Bruce Willis at? Like, this makes no sense." And then you know, you find out that they created her. She's like their last. They're like break glass in case of emergency. Like shit's over. Like we're about to die. Send her out. Mm-hmm. And she's like this perfect being, and she knows like all their shit, like all their history and all that. And they sent these four stones off because it's like the most powerful weapon in the world or whatever. And they sent her to get them or she knows where they're at. Nobody else does. Right. Except the guardians who are dead and they get killed <laughs> by the people that Gary Oldman sent. 
It's, it's really bothered me. I can't remember their names right now. It's like the mangrills or <laughs> mangrails. You should have been ready for the podcast. I know, man. Fucking up. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so they pretty much, they get her out before they blow up. And that's where the movie starts. Yeah. Well, it's just a hand that's left. Oh, yeah. It's just a hand. And there's her DNA in it, which is really cool because they bring the hand back. And I guess they have technology that if you have the DNA, they can reconstruct you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really cool. That was cool. And then it just turns out to be a baddie. Yeah. Mila, which I want like that had to be her hair, right? Like, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. But the dreads were cool. The orange dreads pop. It works on her. Yeah, it really does. Um, this is probably one of the most cosplayed people oh, yeah. I would have to assume. Yeah. Now. Well, I don't know about now. Maybe. Eh, maybe not. Um, so anyways, she's, you know, in this fucking medical facility or a military facility and I shout out to Debo, man, rest in peace, man. Tiny Zeus plays the black president in mm-hmm. the future. And, and when this movie came out, folks, we didn't have a Barack Obama yet. So this gave me hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if he was as badass as Debo, like I just wanted to watch him Debo. I had somebody. to say like his acting in this role was not the greatest. I mean, this like, is probably the most he's ever talked in any fucking movie. He's this is true. Like he definitely had like more than five lines. Yeah, and he wasn't just knocking somebody the fuck out or <laughs> holding the bat menacingly. Which uh, shout out, this is his second movie we've done in in, in the last four weeks. That's true. Yeah, we got to do Friday next, I guess. Oh man, I love Friday. Yeah, I do too. It's one of those movies. You know, you know I watch next Friday first. Really? Yeah, I watched next Friday, and then I had to go back and watch Friday. I saw them in order, but uh, I remember when I was younger, I liked next Friday more. Yeah, same. But when you get older, you realize like Friday's, Friday's the best. Better, yeah, it's the so best, much better. Yeah. Um, and then, believe it or not, I like the third one. It's like a fucking Christmas movie for me. Like, if you don't I, take I, it too serious. Yeah. I actually watch it like around Christmas every you really? year. Yeah, I've only seen it the one time. I, I love Cat Williams and Terry Crews in it. They're mm-hmm. both fucking hilarious. Money Mike and and Damon. Agreed. That shit is too good. But um, yeah. So goes Bruce Willis. He's driving his cab, and uh, she breaks out of this facility because yeah, I love. They're like it's unbreakable glass, and she punches right through that right shit. Right through it because she's a badass. Yeah, and you see that more into the movie. Um. Cause she's got all these like powers and shit, which is like really cool. But I was going to say before I got into it and I forgot to say it watching this movie around this last time, I'm adding this to pars list of movies that should have got a fucking sequel. There is so much potential for a franchise for this movie. You think so? I think so, man. They end up together. You know what I mean? They're, you know, they're, and then what are you going to do with them though? They can do anything. <laughs> it's the fucking space future. You could do anything. Bring Chris Tucker back, dude. Some more of them crazy fucking hairdos. And the cheetah print, man. I don't know. I don't see it, but I think it's an enclosed story. I I don't know, man. I, I think they could have. I think they could have. And I hope you never get into fucking Hollywood. You'll fucking you're perfect I'll ruin for these every sequels. fucking franchise. You fucking you would too. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Guyver two. I know a guy. <laughs> Guyver two is already a thing. Guyver five. It's called the Dark Hero, and we're gonna do it eventually. I would say it can't be any worse than the fucking first I heard one. It's better. But Probably okay. if they put some like actual like story or acting. Mark Hamill was the biggest actor they had in that movie and they fucking wasted him. He phoned it in though. Yeah, he really I mean he had some debt in the nineties, yeah. that's all I can figure. Cause like <laughs> that mustache made me uncomfortable. Like, so uh Mila Jovich, Jovich she, yeah, what she, is it? She, Lilo is her name, I forgot. Yeah, Lilo. 
Yeah, and she jumps off the building and lands right into Bruce Willis's car. I love that they kind of like. There's always it seemed like a cash, uh, cliche thing back in movies, but like whenever somebody's about to jump off a bridge or a window or whatever, they're always like, "Turn around, put your hands up," and like, and then they just run away. She didn't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact: this the language she speaks is a made up language for the movie. Yeah, she had an easy time grasping the movie because she already spoke four languages. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? I don't think she spoke English very well when she did this movie, though. Really? Or maybe she was just that good at acting. But I think she's just that good at acting. I feel like I remember, could it be a possible fun fact that I feel like I read that she had just started? Maybe. Possibly. Or maybe it was him, him he didn't speak English, one of them. Because he's French or some shit. I think you're thinking of another movie. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. um, So he's driving his cab and she Thirsty. crows through the top of it. Yeah, I know. I keep looking. You for my do. You can't reach it over him out and do something there. You got that. You're just like looking at me, drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, big bada boom, big bada boom, bada big boom. <laughs> and uh, he looks at her with that Bruce Willis '90s smile, and it's just like, I know how you got Demi. Like, I see how you did it. You know, this movie did remind me how much I used to like Bruce Willis. Like, I love him in this movie. He kills it, man. He is so good in this movie. And I just wish he would have kept up with that charisma through his career. I think that's the problem, though, man. Like, whenever you see movies like this with him and they're just that great, it's only because, like, he got it exactly what he wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when he got older, people got tired of his shit, and then he was just doing anything to, for money. Yeah. Because, like, I'd say, like, I mean, he still do a couple big-time big, big time movies, but he was doing more B shit than he had ever done. Right. Um, but I just go back and I... Because I always give you shit about liking Bruce Willis, but then I go back and rewatch these movies that I grew up on that I love. Like, I fucking love The Fiddle Element. And uh, I like, love him in this. I love him in this. He's the fucking king of the 90s, man. Action movies. Right. Like, kills it. I, and you know me, man. I love, I'm a huge fucking diehard fan. I love that series. Uh, I'll even defend the fifth one. I don't give a shit. You showed me John McClane fucking shit. I actually up. really like the fourth one. The one with, uh, yeah, the one with Justin Long is. I almost, really like other it. Other than the original, I think it's my favorite. Yeah. Like, other than the original. It's just a lot of fun. And it just, it was so cool because it was a different kind of story. You know, like not only was he getting to do his cool badass shit, but like he needed the other guy, you know, and like. I didn't know John McClane needed a sidekick, but he fucked Justin Long. Killed Justin it. Long did such a good job, yeah. Between that and waiting, that's what really made me like a Justin Long fan. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this guy is good. Yeah, anytime I see or the Zach Amiri make a porno, that little oh, cameo, yeah. like yeah. he kills that shit. Do you like do you like porno? Yeah, I fucking watch porno all the time. I was watching porno before I got in here. He's like <laughs> he's like, Do you like big fat cocks in your porno? He's like, No. He's like, Well then you haven't seen me. Yeah. <laughs> And dude, doesn't Superman play his fucking boyfriend in it? Uh, what's his name? Adam. Uh, Adam Driver. Oh, uh, Andrew Cavill. The one before him. I don't know. Roush, Brandon Roush. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, he only did Superman Returns, which oh, is like I the see. three hour. I have never movie. seen. Fun fact: I've never seen the Superman movies besides the Zack Snyder Supermans. The Christopher Reeves ones are more like nostalgia. I just never have been a huge Superman fan, so I just never got around to watching them. I just, I don't care that much. I like Superman, but I get it, like, because he is kind of like that superhero. It's like, fuck, this guy's got everything. Mm -hmm. One thing out of everything. Right. But 
I don't know. I think if he's if if he's written like the comics that I really enjoy, like they're written very well, and they always find a way. Like Zack Snyder, I felt like at least he tried to do something fucking different. That's why I was excited for Man of Steel. But I love Man of Steel. I think it's the best Superman movie made. Personal opinion. Uh, and if I've heard rumblings now that Discovery's taken over, that they, they, they might do bring Snyder back to do Man of Steel two. Oh shit! Be dope. If they can give him full creative control, and I don't know, I think he needs somebody to like rein him in a little bit. Yeah, he needs a sidekick like David S. Goyer or something. Yeah, they do good work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so she drops in his cab, and they do the awesome. It's an awesome police chase, and it made me want McDonald's because the cops are getting <laughs> McDonald's, and he zooms by him and fucking spill it all on him. It's a cool scene, and. uh because he works for that shady dude finger like he's got a jammer so they can't figure out like who he is like but they that's what that's probably one of the only things i didn't think about this time is like he had this he had the scrammer jammer or whatever that they couldn't tell who his id was but the fucking taxi knew every time he didn't use a term blinker it would take a point off his license so i don't know how that worked yeah right it's a little inconsistent there the cab Come and know who you are, but the police don't. Right, and then like you have no point. And he just yanks that bitch. that bitch out, and then he goes on that awesome space car chase. I love when they go straight down through the traffic, and she fucking falls on the uh, partition glass. <laughs> and he's like, "I like to talk to you, but could you shut up?" <laughs> but it is real, like you said. Like that's the one part of uh, the movie that really shocked me as a kid because they go down under, and the, the there's no humanity left. Like yeah. it is just fucking toxic. Fumes. Fumes. You can't you can't even like survive down there. And I was like, man, is this is what the world's coming to. Like I really felt that. And like when people wanted to go to vacation, they had to go to a fucking vacation planet, like pretty much. Like it was like a sh- gigantic fucking ship mm-hmm. that people just chilled at. It's Elon Musk's ship. Pretty much. Yeah. Got good opera on it though. <laughs> um so he takes her because she keeps saying this priest, this priest. So. Yeah, and he looks her, up, looks him up at the phone book and finds him. And uh, forget the dude's name, but he's a good actor too. He, um, Ian Holm, he played Jack the Ripper in uh, the one with Johnny Depp. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, is that him? I it haven't seen him. that from Hell. Yeah. From Hell, yes, that's a good one. Um, because you just don't, you don't see it coming. See yeah, it coming. I think I like. I usually don't like it when they do twists or like. Because you have these movies that, uh, like Zodiac, they mm-hmm. didn't know who the killer was. Right. So at the end of the movie, you don't really know who the killer was. So I didn't like that they gave it a definite ending, but I didn't hate it. I felt that it made a good story. Well, I think it kind of, I thought it was cool because they did it kind of without having to do it. Like Johnny Depp found out who he was, but he had a fucking heroin overdose and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, you know, and then Hagrid without the beard comes in and <laughs> puts the little coins on his eyes. So yeah. it's, 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 it's a, it's a good one. It's not like the greatest right. movie, but, uh, for a Jack the Ripper movie, I felt it. Was I liked good. it. I've always liked that movie. Johnny Depp's in there giving it 100, like always. Uh, yeah. but yeah. Um, hmm. so they find the priest and, how crazy is it that the, the Billy kid or David, David, sorry. How much is it crazy is it that David looks like a bro, like a bootleg Ezra Miller? Like I kept thinking that when I was watching him in this movie. Does he? I thought so. I mean, <laughs> I could just be me. Yeah, I think like, it's just you. I didn't, nah, I mean, not like I didn't get those all marks. time, but like uh, not his acting, but like how it looks like his face. No, I get that. I think you're just stuck on him. No, nah, I think uh, 
He looks like him from Fantastic Beasts because he got that fucked up haircut in the first one. Yeah. I think that's what made me think of it. But anyways, so she's uh, eating full grown chickens out the microwave, and because I mean she's been asleep and she's hungry as fuck, so she's like you're tearing no, through she's, shit. She was dead, and she was learning. Um, she's learning everything. Yeah. Like, like a short circuit. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, shit. I got short circuit vibes hard <laughs> when she was doing that. I love how she was like going through all the words and like, you know, love, love's a good word. You know, it's like Bruce Willis having to actually act a little bit. <laughs> like I believe that shit back then. Um, so they find out that, uh, you know, the, these stones and like, he needs to find them and they're like, Oh shit, these, these people killed you. And, that's when it cuts to a fucking another great scene and we're introduced to the antagonist of the movie, which is Gary Oldman's Zorg. Zorg. Multi-billion quadrillionaire fucking space cowboy fucking gangster. Yeah. Cutthroat. Yeah, he's an arms dealer and he gets all these guns to give to these guys that supposedly were supposed to get these stones. The guys from the beginning of the movie, they, yeah. they blew up the Guardians and took this case, well... They pulled the old switcheroo because <laughs> first of all, like you went through all that trouble. You murdered a whole mass of people and planet and all that shit, but you didn't look at it. Like, I guess, but he asked for a case. He didn't ask for what was inside of it. That's, that's true. And they were morons. So that made sense. Right. That's good. One thing uh, from my childhood, I remember this gun to this day. Like for some reason, this is, this always stuck out to me. This fucking gun. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just I don't have anything to add to it. I was just like I always think about this stupid fucking gun. What the the potato yeah. that fucking turns into it's a potato. The, the ZR fifty four or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that thing's badass. Like right. I want one. Right. It's like fucking net launcher, ice breath, fucking flamethrower. I like the the repeat bullets. Oh, you shoot dude, once cool. and they all follow. Dude, he sprayed the fuck out of them and all the bullets are showing. That was cool. That's a good CGI for right. back then too. Um. <laughs> Four cases for four stones. Zero cases. No fucking stones. And he's like, we risk our life. And he's like, so you are merchants after all. <laughs> he gives him a case. And him and his uh, little right hand man walk outside. And he's like, you know what I like? A cold, methodical, calculated killer. You know, a real killer would have asked what that little red button was at the bottom of it. And then they're like, oh, they're just fucking around with him trying to figure him out. And old boy just uh, fucking boop. My boy just lights a Blows cigarette. Blows the fuck away. And uh, find me the priest. Great costume design, though. Yeah, dude. Left field is shit. Yeah. Like, even for, like, the year 3055 or whatever the fuck they were going for, I was like, I was like, still, that's above its time. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, they, yeah. He oh, brings like the-, the priest in for, like, interrogation. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying, like, with a little, with a little destruction, psh, knocks a glass off. It's a good little metaphor, you know. All these little robots come out, and you know all that shit. And he's got this like fucking thing that like hangs out at his desk. It's like a pet, but like yeah, it this, looks like, like a tiny elephant, right? It's like a or whatever. But like, so he goes to eat this fucking. What is that thing? Now that a, I think about it, like, what was it for? Because it made me think of the Flintstones. Because I yeah. feel like they had something similar. Well, I think he was just like, it was like a pet of his, but like, because when he was choking, that thing was laughing at him (laughs) because he's like, like trying to get it to like get help or something. I don't fucking know. But like, he's like pointing to his fucking neck, like the thing's going to save him or something, (laughs) you know? And then, uh, the old man comes back with that great, great rebuttal. Where's the little robot to come 
Come save pat your you life. on your back. Save your life. Yeah. And he just fucking whaps him one time and spits the fucking cherry onto the little alien thing. <laughs> and he's like, you saved my life, so I'll spare yours. And just waves him the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a monster, Zed. <laughs> Dude, he's just the best fucking villain, man. I'm he telling is. You. He is the shining moment in this movie. There's so many shining moments in this. movie. I was gonna say, like, I just think this movie, like, if you if you told me it like on paper ten times, I would say ten times, like, this movie ain't gonna work, bro. right? It's not gonna be a good movie. But it's so brilliant because it was written by a kid, so you have all that, like, um, he just like you know, because that is it does feel like a 15, 16 year old kid just fucking. And blew then a as you're an adult, as you're an adult, when you have all the tech, the the technique. The, the benefactors, the, <laughs> the funding, and the talent. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing. I you're just making... want to know how he sold Bruce on that shit. Right. Like, were they just smoking a joint one day? And he's like, he's like, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be great for your career, but I can't do a good French accent, but you get it. And then, like, Bruce was like, oh, no, man, it doesn't sound like it's going to be that good. And then he's like, you see my fine ass wife over there? She's going to be the she's going to be the co-star with you. <laughs> see those dreads, those are real. going to sell. <laughs> and he's like. Fuck it, man. By the end of the party, they were just like best friends. And they were like, you know what? Let's go make a fucking space movie, bro. <laughs> and he said something in French. And Bruce was like, I don't know what that means, but fuck yeah. They made magic, bro. Yeah, they did. This is definitely one of those cult films that uh, most people that seen it when they were kids still love it. So uh, Bruce drops her off to the priest and like, you know, he gives us what he little bit he knows. And he's like, hey, man, I lost my job and this and that. He's like, well, I'm sorry about that, but there ain't nothing we can do for you. And they just kind of kick him out. So he goes back home and he's eating lunch. And I thought this was the probably the coolest thing about the future. Like the fact that the Chinese restaurant came to him. Yeah, yeah. And like you think he's at like a bar or it something. has some like know? Blade Runner vibes to it. Yeah. Um, And it turns out this dude just on like this like barge type deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a float or a flying restaurant, you know? And he's like, don't you check your mail? And he's like, it's never anything good. He goes, how do you know that? He goes, well, I got mail once. He goes, it was my wife leaving me. He goes, I got another letter. And it was telling me that I got lost my job at the military or some no, shit. No, it was, uh, it was my lawyer telling me that he's uh, running around, he's quitting wife. and he's running away with my wife. <laughs> he's like, He's like, I bet it's good news. He goes, I'll bet your lunch bet on your it. Lunch. He goes, you have been fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, at least I want lunch. <laughs> he tosses him a fortune and hears a knock at the door and it's his old military contact. And he's like, hey, Corbin, we need your help, Bubba. President needs you to get out there and fucking James Bond this shit that only you can do. He's like, man, I'm fucking retired. I can't do this. You know, like, thank you, but no, thank you. And then he sees old girl come see him. Because uh, I don't know why she went to him. Saved it. I think what it is. He is saved her and she just thought he was cool. You know how you, uh, like you have a dog. I'm not comparing her to a dog. I'm right. comparing the instincts to a dog. But like you have a dog and they know if someone's a shitty person. Right. And they know someone's like a good person. I think that's what she has. Is she just knows he's a good person. Mm. It, that's what I got from it anyway. Maybe. He can help her. Nope. I remember what it was. What? He won those fucking tickets on the radio. Yeah, but she's not going there for some tickets. No, but they brought her because they knew that she would like, because remember he opens it and the old man fucking hits him or some shit. Yeah, I think what it is is that she just like feels comfort in him because she's a good, he's a good person anyway. But yeah, they bring her. They duped her into it. That's pretty much what it is because she's still 
learning shit and everything. But anyways, I do like that she like slowly learns English throughout the the movie. Yeah, like yeah little by cool. little. I don't know. I just he was a fat. She's a fast fucking learner. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, "Don't you ever check your mail?" He's like, "You want a contest?" He's like, you "Oh rig- yeah, the fucking mom." It's like an ongoing. He's joke. like, "Did you rig the contest?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then his mom. So you don't know that you're going to Floss to Paradise for all expense paid trip on the Roddy Rout show and all that shit. And mom, I'll call you back. I got fired. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, you know, hangs up the phone, and then that's when they show up. And then he sees she's there, so he stuffs them into his fridge. Major, we're not all going to fit in here. And he's like, yeah, you will. <laughs> it's very cartoonish. There's a couple parts of this movie that are oh, very, very cartoony. Yeah. When and when Debo fucking hits the roach listening device, I love how the headphones just like go off his head, like just like a cartoon. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, that and then like when he stuffs them in the freezer, I felt that that was very cartoonish mm-hmm. because, you know, he gets the ticket and they're all frozen and shit. And like, that's why I said it's for like, it's good for kids because it does have those like cartoony moments. Right. It's like a live action cartoon. And I would say like, this is like the perfect teenage movie. Like, yes. Yeah. But, um, so he accepts the mission without accepting the mission because the priest Bust him over the head with like some military award he got or whatever. <laughs> and he wakes up and he's like, fuck. And he looks at the back of his head. And he looks at the award like it's just a good Bruce Willis reaction. And uh, so he's like, I'll take the fucking job or whatever. And Are they like, dead? I don't, in the freezer? I, no, because I you something. see him later in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But I think that's that's what I was going to say. That's like very cartoonish. Though. Yeah, when he grabs the ticket from him, he's like, I'll accept the mission. And they're like frozen. And he just shuts the fucking door back. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. gold, you know. <laughs> and the fact that he fit three grown people in one tiny fridge, like that too, like what makes it very Looney Tunes-ish. Mm-hmm. But it works in this movie. It does, um, yeah. And I love when they go to the airport. The airport's just covered in fucking trash. Yeah, like, the, 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 the lady says, sorry for the trash. I'm sorry. I'm, the trash. Sorry. Corbin. <laughs> Shout out to Steve-O, man. I remember he did that shit so good one time when we were talking about this movie because we were just talking about how great Fifth Element was. Because, you know, Steve-O, like, if you don't ask him, he ain't going to tell you. Yeah. And I'm like, you ever seen the Fifth Element? He's like, Corbin, Corbin Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Steve-O. Shout out to Steve-O. He's great. Anything super sci-fi he's into. And, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, Billy, Billy, like, takes his multi-pass and, like, he's going to be Corbin Dallas and... Of course, he's got no backbone, so Bruce Willis shows up in the nick of time. But well, first, wasn't it the the bad guys? The no, they're the last ones, pirates. aren't they? No, the, um, the guy that uh, Zorg sends is the last guy, That's the black right. guy. But before, but the f- yeah. first, it's the Zorg, and they, he can't hold it together because they're, they can change into human form. They don't really explain it, but like... <laughs> but they're I'm guessing they can't hold it very long. Yeah. So he starts morphing back. But yeah, then then it's the Bruce Willis and the priest. I think they go first and then the and then they're after, aren't they? Nah. Either way. And it then they jump matter. they jump into the fucking trash to get yeah. away. And uh so Bruce Willis Oh Oh, I am Corbin Dallas. Yeah. Then, then she shuts it. I'm sorry. The, the fucking guns come out. You need to back the fuck up. Put your arms in the yellow things or whatever. And I was just like, even in the future, man, they just they just jam you up. They just jam you up, man. Whether it's robots or cops. It was really cool because uh, 
And he's like, we got to take off, but we got to get rid of the, uh, I forget what they call them, but like those dudes are underneath the spaceship and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The blunt it's with- some fucking Jamaican, uh, and then like this other dude, he's like a fucking, like just a, I think it's the fuel. It's like nuclear fuel that they're changing out, but they have like bugs in the, uh, in the tires, it's like these big old, like, uh, like hairballs that squeal and shit. And like- what's really funny is, uh, so he, yeah, he's like, we need fire. So they have to take fire to get them down. But really do you remember those things back in the day they had these like little balls that had rotating things and they would kind of shake on the ground yeah. so they just wrapped them in whatever and yeah. put them across the ground i thought it was pretty funny but i love it because he lights his blunt with the flamethrower and then he just <laughs> gets them all down <laughs> we got fire oh rasta that's what i was trying to think of it's like rasta goes, character yeah shit goes hard <laughs> and then yeah they load the they load the, the nuclear fuel into it and then um, he, uh, he goes in there and he gets put asleep and then that's when uh, he gets to meet Chris Tucker. I which, need that. I need that machine in my life. I know, right? Good like, night, I, I'm like, pretty I go- good. I'm pretty good at falling asleep, but every once in a while I need melatonin, but I need whatever that was that they had in that machine that just put you to sleep instantly. I am so good at falling asleep. Like I am the fucking master of falling oh, asleep. Oh, I'm aware. I, we were talking about it on the last podcast how you just go to sleep in movie theaters. I go to sleep anywhere. Yeah. I go to sleep right here if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm like, envious of that. Mid-sentence. I have to be like in my bed at the right time. I could sleep on concrete, bro. It has. <laughs> no, I have no issue with it at all. Um, it's because you have two kids and fucking run you ragged. Yeah, that could be it. And, you know, I think when you're a father, you do develop that strategy to just be able to fall asleep, whatever. Because I remember at uh, any fucking, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but any fucking holiday, the men in my family would all fill up the chairs in the living room and all Ow. pass the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Put the game on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. Go to change it. I'm watching that. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the best part about Thanksgiving. Fill yourself to the rafters and then get a good itis nap afterwards. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think it's between that and just like my work schedule. Like I, if I make it past like nine o'clock, it's a miracle, you know? Right. Um, unless I'm out doing something or whatever, but yeah. So we get Chris Tucker, who is like the biggest radio DJ, like in the world. I He's guess. basically a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically like a Twitch streamer slash podcaster. Like he, yeah, that in the is future, like people listen to everything like right on the minute, mm-hmm. you know, right then and there. And, uh, but like I was talking about before, shining moments. Chris Tucker is definitely a shining moment mm-hmm. in this fucking. I love Hebrew. his microphone cane. Yeah, that is so fucking cool. Everything about it, like he's a cross dresser. Nobody questions it. Because only Chris Tucker can pull that shit right. off like that, man. He's got so much swag in this movie, too. And, like, you think he's, like, going to play a gay guy, but then he bangs that fucking stewardess. Right. Right in the middle of the air, you know? He has the most charisma I've ever seen in a person. Like I said before, I wish I would have seen him in more movies, but he just, like you said, he's asking for too much money, but... And, I mean, you know, I feel like everybody has that time where they're hot or they're, you know, at the top or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And I mean, he had his, and like you said, because he was so good and, and made so much money, like he just got to the point where he was like, I don't need to do this shit anymore. I guess, but so, so much talent. Mm-hmm. Cause that's why he never did another Friday. You know, they asked John Witherspoon, the one that plays Craig's dad before he died. They were like, you know why Chris Tucker never came back? He goes, Chris Tucker was making $20 million in rush hour. He's like, Ice Cube wouldn't pay in that. Yeah, right. He's like, he'd give you an opportunity. 
He's like, but you ain't getting paid like that. And mm-hmm. he goes, Chris was like, oh, this is what I'm worth. And Ice was like, good luck to you, brother. I'm not paying you that shit. Yeah. And I mean, go make your paper. You're just not making it here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that he's probably like, if you think about all the people that Ice Cube has has brought out, like, or not to say brought out, but elevated their careers. Right. Terry Crews, Cat Williams, John Witherspoon, uh, Mike Epps. I mean, shit, who was Mike Epps before Day Day? This is true. You know what I mean? But if you think about all those people, Chris Tucker's the only one that had a career before that. That's true. Because if you look at Friday, that's, I mean, it's not Ice Cube's first movie, but it's the first movie that he's the star in. Right. I'd say Three Kings was probably the closest he had came before that. And mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood, which I love him in Boys in the Hood. He's got a great role, but he's not the main character. Right. Same thing with Three Kings. Um. Friday was like, not only that, but like, we'd all, like, till that point in my life, I thought Ice Cube was a fucking gangster, like, stone cold killer. Like, that's how he rapped, you know? And this is the first time he ever did comedy, too. So it kind of worked. Like, and I, I don't think anybody ever realized how good it was going to be. Yeah, that's true. It did come, like, as a surprise, but definitely I mean, a cult movie now. That movie probably couldn't have cost that much to make. Oh, and, no. I think it's a shoestring budget. And it's a fucking hood classic. Like, people mm-hmm. love that movie. It is. The creme de la creme hood classic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it made, you know, but I'm sure it, I mean, I know it made some money on fucking DVD and, and video because I had that bitch. I had all three of them on VHS mm-hmm. uh, growing up. But um, now Chris Tucker fucking kills it. Like I said, I think the only movie I like him more in than this, and it's only by a little, is fucking Money Talks. I love Money Talks. That's like my favorite Chris Tucker movie with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I was just trying to remember if I've seen it or not. You may have, but it's Probably. it's one of those like it's not a great movie, but I just love it so yeah. much because I think he's fucking gold. <laughs> Everything he says in that movie is fucking gold. He called me snap, crack on the pockets. I will snap and crack your ass in the mouth. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes I slap the shit out of people and be like, damn, why I do that? <laughs> but yeah, he's great in this movie as this yeah. announcer, I guess. Call me, call me, my man. Call me, my man. So they meet and he's like, thinks he's going to get bad on Bruce Willis. Cause he's like, you know, he's like, how does it feel to be here? And he's like, uh, good or whatever, you know, and tomorrow from between the hours of five to seven, I need you to act like you are alive. <laughs> and then he like grabs him off the ground and he's like, yeah, so between the hours of five to seven, you are going to talk to your fucking self. <laughs> So they're at the big Met Gala, and I love that he's got like an entourage, and they all match what he's wearing. Like mm. when he shows up to the thing, they all got their shit dyed the same color, like their suits, everything. Um, it's yes man to the extreme. Oh yeah, I mean, and uh, like after the big battle, and they don't know where he is, and like, oh my god, where's Rush? And like they're all freaking the fuck out. Where's our meal ticket? Like <laughs> just little nuances about it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. They go to the hotel room and they're like, the Empress will, will will meet you after the show and you need to go and all that. So he gets all dressed up nice. And- One thing that I found was so weird is, uh, so this is opera singer mm-hmm. and they treat her like royalty, like the way she comes in. And I found that very like, what is she? Well, because like she was an opera singer, but it was kind of like a cover maybe because she was super important because these guardians trusted her to with give her the, the stones. Right. Yeah. So obviously she meant 
more to the universe than what she was just like yeah she was a singer but it's just kind of like bigger than that that's the only thing i kind of like i noticed about this movie is like she's treated very important Mm -hmm. but they don't really tell you why other than she carries the stones obviously and like you said she's obviously important someone they trust and that you know them being like an older civilization i just assumed she was somebody important too right maybe not just a singer maybe she was a queen or something you need know. to watch dune i don't know why this just made me think of dune because they kind of have a similar part in this movie mm-hmm. or a similar part in that movie so they're on the ship and you find out that one of the guys one of the space pirates <laughs> survived the the explosion yeah and they all go to get revenge because they're gonna get these fucking stones well he's like the head honcho right right yeah you know, he was the one that was doing the negotiating with, with Zorg. Yeah. And, of course, he's the one that lives, so he takes the rest of his people, and they're going to go get these stones, and then they're going to fuck Zag over, mm-hmm. Zorg over. You know, that's like what they're going to do. So, it's so cool, man. This woman sings this beautiful fucking song. You know what I mean? Like I was telling the wife, I wish this would have turned into, like, a genre of music. I know, like, right? I'm really surprised techno. it didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, so she sings this beautiful song and then it has an awesome breakdown. It's just got everything. And then boom, she gets shot in the fucking gut, son. It's so sad. She even cries blue. Like it's super sad. (laughs) It is sad. She's like, the stones, they're inside of me. Well, they say they're in me and he's like, what does that even mean? So he like literally digs these bad boys out of this chick's like gun wound. Yeah. Which how'd she, Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. She was like, how did she get them in there? She's swallow different. I mean, she's an alien. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she, she can, could have absorbed. Yeah, them we into don't her know. Body. We don't know. I'm not gonna act like I understand alien uh, <laughs> uh, biology. They were in there though. Comfy. It's a great action scene though. It really. Oh, I was just about to get to that man. The fight scene. This is this is what brings the movie together. Like mm-hmm. to me, man. Him and Chris Tucker's comedy during it when they're under that fucking table count to five. <laughs> <laughs> shit's blowing up and he's like he's like uh we gotta get the we gotta kill the leader and he's like he's like how do you know which was the leader oh no he uh, they he, never do anything without their leader right because he's like uh they're, they, they're trying to negotiate he's like have you ever negotiated before he's like no nah, it's my first time he's like uh well we just have to kill the leader <laughs> and that's like we said they won't follow anybody without the leader so he walks in and just fucking shoots, just, him, in shoots him in between the eyes and they all don't know what the fuck to they do they just drop their weapons <laughs> hilarious it's or he's so like great. how many are out there he's like four on the left three on the right and he goes out there and shoots two of them and he's like two on the left one on the right yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool because it shows like how badass you know bruce willis mm-hmm. is uh, yeah i do love how they sprinkle in just to show how much of a badass he is yeah it's just cool shootout he's diving over bars under pool tables throwing bombs on shit like it's just a cool fucking scene mm-hmm. and then like i said the comic relief with chris tucker in it because he does not belong in that shit at all <laughs> and he's like come here come here <laughs> it's just great man oh and when he's holding the gun to the alien's yeah. head <laughs> accidentally shot him me too i didn't mean to he's trying to put the blood back in his head <laughs> the way he does it it's just so fucking it's funny. gold yeah so they get the shit back or whatever and they get the stones well zed uh gets on the ship zorg zorg sorry i keep saying that zorg gets on the ship and then has a, she has a badass fight with those two? I don't want to. Oh that yeah, down. because I don't want to skip over that. And I do love how they synced it up with the music. <laughs> she just fucking badass, up, bro. Yeah, and then they get her, you know, or you think they got her, mm-hmm. you know. So Bruce gets to her, and they like, uh, 
Zorg takes the case, which he thinks has the fucking stones yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, fucking shoots her. And then he dips out, but he leaves a little parting gift, this big-ass bomb in it. Takes off. Well, uh, Bruce Willis has to go and defuse the bomb. He does. And then they get out of there, and they got the stones, so they're going to go to the sacred temple where they can uh, where they can bring the stones together. Because Oh, that's what it is, because this big planet that's also a monster, it makes cell phone calls. Yeah, it's kind of like, I didn't get it either. That's probably the one thing about this movie that just doesn't make sense to me. All right, explain to me which the big planet thing that would like open up and turn like. So red. that was the main evil, right? But like, where the fuck did it come from? I d- I think it was just supposed to be like a good versus evil story. But I'm saying, wasn't that Zorg though? No, that was that guy controlled Zorg because remember he did have that oh, conversation right. and, and he, he made him the, bleed. Yeah, 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 I do remember. So that, some yeah. reason he got in contact with this main evil. But yeah. Okay. Now now it feels right. But anyways, so uh that thing's gonna fucking destroy Earth. Yeah, basically. So they have to use this fucking the sand and then they have to use the water. Or not the water, <laughs> they have to use the power. Sorry, I'm getting like Captain Planet over here because it's right. a great little thing. Um So they get to this temple. And I love it because when Zorg took the suitcase, it wasn't it wasn't fucking the stones on Yeah, it wasn't anything in it. Um I think it was a bomb, wasn't it? Well, I'm not sure if that was the same case, but now that you say that, it probably was the same case because he has a bomb mm-hmm. and he has to defuse it with some little chip or whatever. But then the 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 alien guy, the pirate guys, um, he activates a bomb and oh, it comes out right. of the suitcase. But right. it might have been the same suitcase that he was looking at. It, I don't know. No, it was because was it? because uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis defuses the one at the. Uh, at the at the place, right? Well, Zorg finds out that he took nothing, so he goes back, mm-hmm. and then that's when the dude yeah. drops the little bomb, and then he's like, "Fuck!" It, it blows everything up. Yeah. So you think that they, the, the the bad guy's gone, you know? Well, then that's when you realize that the planet is like, I guess, evil incarnate or whatever. They have to use this weapon to kill it. Well, there's four stones, you know. One's water, one's earth, one's wind, and then one's fire. And of course, let our powers combine. (laughs) Yeah, we form Captain Planet. Now, that would have been a way, a super awesome origin story for a Captain Planet franchise. (laughs) Don't say it wouldn't have. You just got to throw some heart in there. Well, I mean, which wouldn't have been which wouldn't have been hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of what the fifth element like. She was the all being, but she needed heart to, you know, she needed the love. Yeah, she needed love. And, uh, you know, she's dying and shit. And, like, they finally get all the stones to open up. It was a cool little part because they didn't have to put that in there. But, like, they didn't know how to activate the stones. And they mm-hmm. accidentally stumble on how to activate them. I don't know. So just, like, little stuff like that that I appreciate in movies. Well, it's because uh, the, the priest's sidekick, Billy. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, he David, breathed, David, yeah. He, he's like, we're never going to win. Or, yeah. And then he blows on it. And then, like, the little thing comes out. Right. You start... You know, they figure it out. Yeah, it's just a nice little touch. And I love the little line that Chris Tucker has. He's like, I don't I don't have a lighter. I don't smoke. Father, do you smoke? <laughs> he asked the priest if <laughs> he smokes. This is great. And then, like, afterwards, she shoots the beam up and blows up the thing. And David's like, yeah. <laughs> and Chris Tucker's, the hell's wrong with you? And slaps the shit out of him. Like, fucking gold. Man. Well, the whole thing is uh, the 
preacher or the priest, he says that the fifth element is the almighty being, but it's still fragile and it still needs someone to take care of her. So whenever, uh, well, was she's doing her learning thing on the way to the sacred thing. Mm -hmm. She see, she gets to W and war. And she sees, oh yeah, like, she loses hope in humanity. She loses. She watches what people have done to her, right. to each other, and you know. And then, of course, at the beginning, her whole people, you know, they died, and you know, it's just she just like yeah. You said, so she's she like, "What's up. the point?" Because everyone's going to kill each other anyway. And that's when he's like, "Because I need you." Yeah. And that's when she realizes, like, love is all. Which I've watched two movies about. Love is everything. Kind well, of. <laughs> he kisses her, and then like she just. Well, yeah, she turns into the fifth awesome. element. Yeah. Um. And then they're in there regenerating together, getting it on. The mom calls, you know, shout out to that woman. I don't know who it was but yeah, she, right. for being just a small voice and a phone. Yeah. She kills she brought it. that character to life. She really did. And then like tiny gets on the phone and he's like, ma'am, I just want to thank you on the president. She's like, you can't be the president. The president's a moron. You don't sound like a moron. <laughs> yeah. So he just hands the phone. And then it's funny. Cause that's how the movie ends is just like everybody passing, passing his mother with the phone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, it's highly, highly recommended. Yes, to to put a Greg rating on it, and on the par scale, it gets a fucking ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of fucking ten. It has bro. no mistakes at all. It's a perfect movie in my mind. Yeah, in my mind, <laughs> on this scale, it's <laughs> this a perfect. Scale. On the on the par scale, it's a perfect. Movie. Yeah, it's definitely highly recommended. Like even today, this movie still holds up. Like it has some cheese, but if you can like accept it. Like I, what I, it is. I really wanted Brody to watch it with me, but like I just I don't know, man. It was kind of late, and I was like, yeah, he ain't gonna make. He it still all can. Just, no, I know. I'll probably put it on for him because I think he'd love it. Oh I yeah, he, he will would. love this movie. Because like I said, it's it's just such a cool story, and it's the it's perfect live, amount of action. It's a live action kids movie, and what's funny about it is it seems convoluted, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's it just can fun. Be, yeah, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. Like you get the gist. Right. They need to get these things to save the earth. Right. Or to save whatever it is. And you got John McClane in space and you got Chris Tucker just gold. And you got everything. Gary Oldman hamming it up as the oh, evil man. guy. And then Mila Jokovic, like I said, this movie had to have set her career. I mean, I know Resident Evil was like her big thing, but like this is those movies suck ass. I really don't enjoy any of them. I like the first one just because it's dumb fun. But after that, I can't watch them. Actually, I'm different. I like the second one more than any of them just because yeah. I liked Mike Epps's character. Mm. I thought he was funny. Um, and I just like the idea of the city and then like they have to b drop the bomb on the city to keep it, but it still gets out. I don't yeah. know, but they made seven more after that. You know, <laughs> they're like fast and the furious movies yeah. at this point. They are. Um, but yeah, I, I think she was great. This is my favorite movie with her in it yeah. by far. Uh, dare I say this is my favorite Bruce Willis movie. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. It's in my top five. All right. Uh, Number one will always be Die Hard, but this is probably two or three for me. And uh, this might—I don't know—I we're gonna watch it because it's gonna be our next pick. But it might be between this or the next movie. So favorite Bruce Willis movie? Oh yeah, yeah. I just need did. to rewatch it. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I'm interested in it because like this is another one that the next movie we're doing is like this one in the fact that it's not a movie he would normally do. Yeah, it was very um, out of his wheelhouse. I would say this was further. The one we're about to do next week would be further out of his wheelhouse than this was <laughs> only in the fact that like the guy is not that kind of actor. I right. feel like, but um, yeah, yeah this 
gets, this was a good pick. I'm glad I picked it because like I had so much fun watching it. I know. I, I really enjoyed rewatching it. I even got the 4K. Yeah, see, I was wondering. I was going to ask you. Like, I know they got to have some kind of sick-ass steelbook for this. Like, I might have to get it if they got one. I didn't see one, but I saw that they did a 4K release, and I just went ahead and picked it up because I love this movie so much. I have it on Blu-ray. And it looks so good. Even it's the, a good transfer. Even the Blu-ray's good, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um but yeah, like I just like I cannot tell anybody. I know I say this on a, a lot of my picks, but if you have not seen this movie, go give it, do yourself a favor, and yeah. check it out. Go man. watch Fifth Element. Definitely worth it. So good, man. Mm-hmm. A thrill ride from start to finish. <laughs> Did you finish Ozark? No, not yet. I'm working on it. <sighs> I thought we were gonna talk about it. It's uh, okay. I'm sorry, bro. It's all right. I got a lot to watch. Yeah, I got like almost the whole season. Oh, really? I'm like four episodes in. <laughs> the first part. The first part. The first yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's like that show. Like, you know how, like, you do you and your old lady have a show that, like, y'all just watch that together? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't watch it when you're not together? Ozark is definitely that. That's that's our show, too. And, yeah. like, you know, us being on different shifts, like, we got a four-day coming up. Like, we're going to knock it out. Yeah. You know? So, hopefully, by the next episode, we can have that chat. I hope so, because I want to talk about it so fucking bad. Yeah, I, I know, man. And I heard it's great. Like, uh, it's so hard not finding fucking spoilers on it. Oh. So if I even hear anything that starts with a no, I just keep going. Yeah. Because I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> have you watched anything lately? Like, I, I'm going to, we're going to start The Boys, because that's our other show we watch together. So I don't oh, know anything so about it. good, dude. I've tried to get my wife into it, but she's, she's just, just like. not into it? Yeah, she's just like, I, I'm just superheroed out. You know? I mean. I am, but the boys take it to that level that I want superheroes to go to. Somebody told us, I mean, I didn't agree with their opinion, but it's a friend of mine, and I I liked what he said about it, though. He's like, he's like, I like the boys. He's like, y'all know me. I love superheroes. He's like, but to me, it's just a little too far. Like, it just goes a little too to 11. That's what I like about it. And I said, I think that's what draws people in, but yeah. I get why it would turn some people off, you yeah. know, because if you're just like a purist of superheroes are supposed to be the standard, like, you know, they're the good. You know. I just don't want to be so watered down. I want you to take them to that level. That- Dude, I knew I was going to love that show when the first episode, when old boy turns in like the Ant-Man guy, when he shrinks down and jumps in that chick's pussy, I was like, this is going to be the greatest show <laughs> At least ever you're made. consistent, because that's what you said last time when we were talking about the boys. I said, this is going to be the greatest show that was ever <laughs> Everybody did. Um, but uh, yeah, I I'm caught up on the boy. Well, no, I'm sorry, I haven't watched the last Friday's episode. I see. I'm almost caught up. On no, that. we haven't started it yet. We're about to start because we finished Ozark. So, well, when you finish the boys, I'll finish Ozark. We can talk about both of them. Um, so, uh, got you a new steel book. I did, but I want to talk about this first. Yeah. So, shout out to Victor. Mm-hmm. I want to welcome him to the War with Cinema family. Which is the just mafia, the three bro. of us now. <laughs> uh, we started up, I'm sure you've seen it posted already, Transcendence Cinema, where me and Victor are going to talk about art house movies, you know. And the just, ones that aren't good. The <laughs> ones that we don't review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just just, just stuff that like we think is interesting. It's going to spark an interesting conversation. Like The first one was very like about psychedelics and stuff like that. Um, the steel book I got, I bought it for the, the podcast. It's called flatliners. Have you ever seen it with uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it flirts with the idea of death. So we're going to do that on the next episode. We're going to talk about like our thoughts on death and shit like that. So that's just the kind of conversations you kind of can expect from that podcast. I just wanted to give it a shout out. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, congratulations, man. I listened to a little bit of it earlier. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good, but I got, I got, I got you a view, man. You got a view? Yeah, I got you a view, bro. You Always, didn't want to hear us talk? It's not that, dude. I was at work. You know, I didn't have all the time. I listened to about ten minutes. You know, <laughs> I know the movie's altered state. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Y'all were talking about how you're gonna break it down. Right. It's a lot of potential there, folks. Y'all should definitely check it out, man. Yeah. And it's it's part of our our war with family, so they mm-hmm. you know. Show some support, guys. Right. And uh, we're doing 12 Monkeys next week? Yep. We are going to be doing 12 Monkeys next week because... Bruce Willis for Bruce Willis. Well, I bought it just because I wanted to have it because Arrow did a special release of it. And then you gave me uh, The Fifth Element. And I was like, man, this makes me want to watch 12 Monkeys. And it's like, fucking why not? Yeah. Take a break from the uh, the thing that I was doing. The little known directors. Yeah, little, little lesser movie, known movies, movies by popular directors but after 12 monkeys i'll probably get back to that because i really want to do duel i really don't know where i want to go next like i want to go another big budget action but i was wondering time, i was going to ask you what were you thinking i don't you know man. In mind? I, I i uh i'm stuck man like i want to do a comedy but mm-hmm. i i still like the the big budgets man i'm surprised you haven't given me any kevin smith movies i just i don't know man like i just I think what it is, I don't want to hear you talk bad about any of them <laughs> because I love them all yeah. very much. And I just don't handle constructive criticism when it comes to Kevin. Because <laughs> if you don't think he's great, then I don't fuck with you. Right. Like, you know, and I, I know you like it, Kevin Smith, so like it's okay. Well, if we're in the Jersey Chronicles, you're fine. Right. But it's anything outside of that that no, I No, I wouldn't give with. you fucking Tusk or anything. <laughs> yeah, like, like Red State. Like I like Red State, though, man. Right, and there's a lot of people that do. I have my problems with it, but... I mean, it's not... A, the best movie he's ever made, but right. I just thought it was cool that he took a shot at something. Cause mm-hmm. at the time this is before all that other shit. I've only did. seen it the one time and it was like 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. maybe I should give it another watch. So yeah. I own it. I would, I would be into watching it again. Yeah. I, I'm, I would be open to watch it again to see if I still felt the same about it. I just remember the old guy that played the cult leader. I just remember thinking like, he this was guy great. is so fucking creepy. Like he is killing it right he now. He was the best part of that movie. I remember like, it like, almost I, didn't seem like that guy was fucking acting in some parts. So right? I was just like, wow, dude. That's just how he is. Dude. I'm he tapped you. into something sinister. Yeah. It's very, uh, very chilling. And I just remember that's like, I was like, Kevin Smith made this. <laughs> like this doesn't seem like a movie he would make. I do. I remember feeling like this doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith movie, but that was kind of the point. Right. Well, I also felt the same way when I watched Tusk. So I was well, like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> He's awesome I still watch Tusk. Well, you know what? I'll say this. Tusk is a fucking Academy Award winner compared to Yoga Hosers. I was going to say, I, I literally put forth the effort to try to get through Yoga Hosers. I could not make it through that movie. When that the first is one time the- I saw him in that fucking sausage suit, I was done. I was like, I can't do it. That is not just a bad Kevin Smith movie. That is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't know how he talked Johnny Depp into doing that. Show. I guess it's because they're like, daughters their daughters are BFF. It. So, and she did co-star in it. Daddy, please do it. Oh, it's going to be fucking terrible. Hated yoga hosers, but I don't even like Does Do they sell that fucking movie? Cause you can watch it on YouTube for free. <laughs> like it can't be like, did they even bother making that bitch on DVD? I, don't, I couldn't even say that movie bombed so hard with all audiences. He was planning on doing a third horror movie. Now check it out called moose jaws. I remember this. Yes. It was supposed to be a moose with like a shark mouth. <laughs> and that sounded like a better movie than yoga, yoga hosers. hosers. Yeah. So I guess it's in, good, in a way, I guess it's good it bombed as bad as it did because at least he went back to Jay and Bob movies. Right. You know. 
Which is another one I haven't seen. I still haven't seen Strike Back. That's probably the one we'll do is reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Or yeah, I meant reboot. Yeah, I, I know you mean Strike Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the one we'll do is reboot just because yeah. you haven't seen it. Right. Um, I'm excited for Clerks 3, man. I keep hearing like I need a trailer. I need something. <laughs> like I've been hearing about Clerks 3 since last year. I just get all my news from you. So, well, they, they filmed it. They finished filming it at the end oh, of the year. They? Oh yeah. Um, it's in the can. It's good to go. Like Kevin Smith's been editing his shit. Like, is he going to do, I wonder if he's going to do the tour promotion like he did for, uh, reboot. I mean, they made a fuck ton of money doing that shit for reboot. So, I mean, they might've found stumbled onto something. This is that. true. Um, but I think a, a lot of it was with reboot was, is he, he wanted to be able to bring in and use the characters he wanted, but he had to be careful about how he did it because everybody but Mallrats is owned by Miramax. Right. So he couldn't use his Mallrat characters really, except for Brody. Like, you know, shit like that. I don't know how he got it worked out, but yeah. Saban, the people that did fucking Power Rangers, they're the ones that made the movie. And I guess they didn't have the money they used to or something, but like they worked it out to where he could hawk it. The theaters and it ended up getting some theatricals nowhere around here i was pissed i couldn't go see it in theaters that's the only well that and you know the, the canadian ones right but that's the only ones i've never seen in the, like i've seen the other ones in theaters i saw strikes back uh clerks 2 i mean i was little when clerks and jason amy came well out, yeah that was an indie film anyway all the movies that i could was old age to go see i saw in theaters right i don't think i've ever seen a Kevin smith movie in theaters I might have seen Zach and Mary, but I'm not sure. I remember me and my wife. That was the last movie we saw at the at the AMC before they tore it or turned it into a fucking Hobby oh, Lobby. Really? I do remember seeing like the posters for Zach and Mary, and I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And I didn't know it was a Kevin Smith movie. I wasn't like, like I seen Kevin Smith movies, but I wasn't like a diehard Kevin Smith fan, you know. Yeah. So I didn't follow him like that. So I didn't know he did that movie. I think to this day, I feel like I think the reason why I got into it and like why I fell in love with them so much was because Mall Rats was the first one I saw. Yeah. I think if I would have saw Clerks first at the age I was, I don't think I would have. You would have given a shit, yeah. I wouldn't have grabbed it. Cause yeah, it's Clerks is like humor. the like the Nick movie mm. <laughs> when it comes to like comedy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Quintessential uh, Nick movie. But yeah, I just don't think, uh, I don't think I would have like the vibes as much, but mall rats just felt like it spoke to me. Yeah. You know, and that's what probably sparked my love for comics and, and collecting and shit, you know, but that makes sense. Yeah. I saw that. And then I saw chase and Amy, which I fucking loved because those guys made comic books, which I thought was cool. And I thought maybe that'd be something I'd want to do. But then I realized I couldn't draw. I had no, artistic <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Like no artistic ability. Draw. Um, <sighs> I, I swear I could still I feel like I could write comics I just couldn't draw them obviously so like, you could write stories so I'm saying I, I if they team me up with like a Jim Lee I'd crush it bro I yeah would. well that's what it is is Jim Lee has, teams up with writers and he draws them yeah yeah, yeah. well I fuck I think he writes his own now too no I'm sure he does but actually yeah, he's running DC comics at the moment or was unless he got stepped down or something um but I've always told you that like you should work on stories writing your own stories and shit like that Cause that's I feel because you have a very like creative mind of like making things up. The newest one I've been playing around with, I want to make a Bizarro movie. Yeah, yeah, because I think it would be fantastic, bro. Because like you know how Superman's just like this idol and like perfection and everything, and then like the Bizarro would just be like the opposite of that, like mm -hmm. the guy nobody gives a shit about. Right. And I want to use like parts of certain Superman storylines where like 
Lex Luthor only made Bizarro to defeat Superman. Mm -hmm. He made an opposite, like his version of Superman. Well, in some of the comics, like the Bizarro that we see is like not the first one. He's like the 14th one because the ones before that all had shit wrong with them. And Superman would just beat the fuck out of them or kill them like, you know, super easy. And I think that that would be what the movie was about is this one Bizarro for some reason is still alive. Like he, he's, he's deteriorating and shit like the other ones, but he's just, there's something different about him because he's not dying. Like, you know, he could get his ass kicked by Superman, but he's still alive, you know? And like, I just think that that would be a really cool story because now Lex Luthor wants to track him down and figure out why he lived. And though another ones didn't, you know, because like that would be what it was. Like he does his big battle. Like the movie would start off with him and Superman going at it. And then it would show him like getting knocked through a building or some shit. And he's like, yeah, in case you were wondering, I'm not the hero of this story. And then Mm -hmm. like, it just shows him getting fucking pummeled by Superman. And then like, you know, you cuts to him, like he's hiding off in the cut. Yeah. He's living like a fucking bum, you know, just like, so nobody will bother him, but he like still does nice things for people like every now and then, like, you know, but he's a fuck up. So like every time he tries to help, he like fucks up even more. But I don't know. I think there's a story there that would be good. Yeah, you should write it. You Definitely have in. to have some budget for that. But like, <laughs> maybe that could be Zach's return. Well, really, it's about writing <laughs> scripts and stories and selling them off. Right. To have someone else make them that has the money. I don't know, man. I always thought that like writing a book was the way to go. You write the book and the book's a bestseller and it's badass and then they turn it into a movie. But then nine times out of ten, they take the book and they turn it to shit and they only use a this much of the book in the movie yeah you know what i mean so i don't want that but then i thought well fuck you could just write the screenplay and then they got no choice but to make what you wrote well they could change it as much as they want but as much money as they give me they can change whatever they want i was gonna say you still get paid for it so it's really just selling your idea that would be cool i need a thing that like i could just talk and it writes when i talk what the fuck is that thing? Why can't you just write it down? Because I'm fucking lazy, man. <laughs> I don't like writing. Um, there is an app. It's called uh, Dubscript Screenplay. You can download it and you can write scripts into it. <gasps> I've used that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna get. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Dubscripts, you say? Dubscripts. I will. I will look into that. Yeah, it's an app you can download on your phone and you can write scripts into it. Yeah. I just. I, I got all these fucking ideas. They just be falling. Got to get them out. Somehow. I got to get them out. Yep. But yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I don't know, man. I just, I would love to write a movie, man. Yeah. They you don't can, even have to put me in the motherfucker. Just let me write it. Could you imagine writing a script and selling it and then it get made and you see it on the big screen? Like written, I, written by part of the collector. Yeah. You so get your own credit cool. in there. Oh, I want a you chair. Can, you can get do somebody that. Give me a chair with my name on it. <laughs> Bro, you're barely in. The, that doesn't matter. Give me a chair. <laughs> I'd be like a producer. They'd have to make me so you're gonna have to give me some. That's how Boondock Saints got started. He was a bartender. He wrote the script. It came across Harvey Weinstein's desk for some reason and made a movie out of it. I mean, I get that guy's a fucking monster, but like, I mean, he did give a lot of people. Well, he's not the only one that's happened to I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah. But like, I mean, a lot of Kevin Smith's hits were made by that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, as terrible of a person he was, he knew good movies. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm not defending him. I don't know why I even brought that up, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just such a big Kevin Smith fan. And like when Kevin Smith said that, like he would never cash another check from 
the Weinstein's, I was like, it's like all your best movies, bro. Like that's got hurt. Like, I mean, after a while, I mean, I'm sure they're not as big as they used to be, but like every time clerks or anything plays on TV, he gets a check. Yeah. But it's more about the people that he's hurt than anything. And I think he said he donated it all to victims and yep. shit like that. So that's cool. Um, yeah, Kevin's a good guy, man. Right. I would love to be in a Kevin Smith movie. There you go. You heard it first. Kevin Smith, if you're listening. Kev, we've been lifelong fans, bro. <laughs> if you get us both in, that would be awesome. Nah, you can leave me out. But if Greg doesn't or can't make it, I will go. I'll put we'll myself, be bouncers. I'll put myself up in a hotel. I just need screen time and you can't cut me out of it. That's it. That's the only <laughs> demand I have. That you don't cut me out. I think it would be funny, like, if uh, him and Jay, and then we were like some fucking doppelgangers, like some like opposite oh, right, version, right, right, like yeah. some bizarro versions of them, <laughs> like you know, because you could play the silent one, you'd be silent Greg, hard <laughs> <laughs> silent Greg, or like reverse it instead of using a silent, you just yell everything. <laughs> right, right, right. We're just opposite, and you're actually really mel- uh, well behaved. Back, yeah, just like a super fucking polite. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sirs. <laughs> Yelling Greg, not silent Greg. I don't think you know what you'd do with yourself if that shit came across your desk. Yeah. Kevin Smith wants to put you in this movie. You might die of excitement. Oh, man, I would shit my bed. Like, it would be so cool. (laughs) Somebody's fucking with me. (laughs) I need to see this in writing. That's a good April Fool's. Oh, dude, don't you do that. You're a bastard if you do that. Crush my soul. (laughs) It's so far away, you'll forget. Oh. Oh, that would be fucked up, bro. That would be fucked up. You like pay money to get somebody that could sound just like Kevin Smith. Hey, this is Kevin Smith. Like, I'll hire a guy to wear a really nice suit, come knock on your door, and he's like, hey, Kevin Smith sent me. He wants to know if you'll be in his movie. I'm you an just agent. have to sign this. How do you find out where I live? <laughs> we know people. We're Hollywood, bub. We can find anybody. I anybody. <laughs> Especially you. <laughs> Wasn't hard. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, man. I have so many like dreams, but so little motivation. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised, surprised you I've show stayed up with. To this. I was gonna say I'm surprised we've stayed as consistent as we have. We've with been this. doing this for three years now. Yeah, man, we're killing it. Like, <laughs> shout out to everybody, man. Fucking Reservoir Dogs hit 4K. Dude. It did, didn't it? it yeah. Did. Yeah. Shout out to all the hardcore fans that have stuck with us throughout this whole thing because we enjoy doing it I'm glad we you guys enjoy it because i know man i love it yeah. we have no we have no i just you know that's the coolest thing about it is bro you start with nothing mm-hmm. you start with no views no follow no no subs nothing man right. and like the numbers that we do through the roof man like yeah just... we really we don't make money off this we do it for the fun yeah we just have man. fun with it so Anybody that enjoys it. I was about to say, I hope y'all have fun because we have fun doing it. And I hope that at least like it shows through when, when y'all are listening. Right. But, uh, so 12 monkeys next week. Yeah. 12 money, but 12, 12 12 monies, 12 (laughs) monies, baby. We need 12 monies, but yeah, 12 monkeys (laughs) (laughs) next week until then. Later (laughs) y'all. Later.